Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Suki Waterhouse joins the band in Daisy Jones and the Six. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused, a new guest on the pod this week and a very talented actor, singer, model, Suki Waterhouse on the show today. This is a kind of a different one for us, I know, um, but Daisy Jones and the Six feels like the show of the moment. I don't know about you, it is all over my social media feeds, my friends, everyone's talking about the show. Uh, and it's really good, based on a best-selling book. And Suki plays a very pivotal role in the, in the show as Karen. We're going to talk all about her acting, her modeling, her singing, um, her game nights with Al Pacino and Javier Bardem. Yeah, lots of fun stuff with Suki Waterhouse in her very first extended podcast conversation. Very thrilled to say. Lots more to mention, though, first. Um, let's see, where to begin? Well, let's, let's start with Daisy Jones and the Six, because actually, if you guys are going to be in South by Southwest for any reason, if you're an Austin native, if you uh, have plans to visit South by for the film festival, um, I'm going to be there. It's going to be my first time at South by in many years. I've been a few times over the years. Um, I've been privileged enough to be invited to moderate the Daisy Jones and the Six panel on March 11th, that's this Saturday. Come on out and say hi if you're there. 4 p.m. is the panel. I'm also I'm also going to be moderating a panel later on that night. Less of a panel than I think just a post-screening Q&A for my buddy Jake Johnson's new film. Um, Jake Johnson has written and directed a great new movie called Self-Reliance, and I'm going to be there with him and Anna Kendrick. Not sure who else from the cast might be there, but... Um, a really fun, cool, weird movie that I think the South by audience is really going to dig. And I'm happy to help out Jake, who uh, I've known for a long while and support this uh, really cool new movie called Self-Reliance. Anyway, so those are the South by f uh, plans. I'm going to be in and out there pretty quickly. But if you're there on March 11th at, and have no plans, try to get into either of those screenings, Q&As, and uh, give me a wave. Say, hey, scream happy, say I confused. Um, so yes, speaking of events, we just announced the other day a really exciting one. Jodie Comer and I will be speaking to the Symphony Space audience. We're visiting our friends at Symphony Space on March 22nd. March 22nd at 7 p.m., Jodie Comer is coming to New York City. She's actually going to be here for a while. She's bringing uh, her one-woman play to New York. It's debuting very soon. I can't wait to see it. It earned her all the accolades in London. Uh, and before that play starts up, she agreed very kindly to have a chat with me uh, at Symphony Space. And even better, this one is going to benefit my mom's uh, wonderful nonprofit organization, Harlem Is, which some of you guys may know, some of you may not, is a organization that kind of documents the cultural history of Harlem. They have a great website, they put up uh, exhibits, it's a great, great organization, and I try to do at least one of these a year. We weren't able to do one at the end of last year, so better late than never, we're doing one with Jody Comer. All my proceeds are going to benefit Harlem Is. So tickets are going really fast. I'm not so surprised. Jody Comer is beloved for all of her work. 
Um, and she has been on the podcast before. And if you've heard that conversation, you know she is so fun. And it, it, it's going to be a really, really cool night. So the link to pick up tickets uh, is in the bio. Uh, get your tickets now. All the VIP seats, sadly, are, are sold out. I and mean, they sold out in like two, two or three hours. But there are plenty of seats still available. Um, not sure if this one will sell out or not. It very well could be, judging by the early reaction. And uh, let's pack them in, New York. By the way, there is no no live streaming opportunity for this one. I know that bums out the international fans. We just can't make it work for a variety of reasons. Um, so if you can make it, if you're in New York, if you're in the area, do your best. March 22nd, 7 p.m., Jody Comer. Um, other things to mention there's gonna there's gonna be some other there's another event coming up that following week at 92ny another live podcast taping that will be announced very very soon if not by the time you already <laughs> listen to this check my social media feeds Joshua Horowitz on Twitter and Instagram um, that's another good one I believe that is going to be March 28th with a mysterious another new guest to the podcast um, so yes Beyond that, what can I tell you guys about? I think those are the main things. Next week on the pod, we may have something special for you guys, a bonus episode for you Scream fans out there. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for a bonus episode that may be dropping early next week. Um, that's all I'm going to say for now. Okay, back to Suki Waterhouse. She's the main event on the pod uh, this week. This was really fun. She was a delight. She's so charming. Um, and it was a real treat to get to know her and to have one of her first kind of deep dive conversations into the evolution of her career. And and more specifically about this new project. For If you don't know about Daisy Jones and the Six, the broad strokes are this is the story of a band this is the story of daisy jones played by the great riley keogh um it also has sam claflin in it timothy oliphant it's a great ensemble but it's really about the band and the formation of this band and the interpersonal conflicts romances um the music which is spectacular uh we talk about that we talk about the prospect of this fictional band actually becoming a real band and going on the road and playing some gigs i could definitely see it happening um and the early reaction from the fans is 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 pretty stellar um people love this book people love these characters people love the music um so it's on prime right now i believe the first at least the first three episodes are out right now um i'm i'm binging through it right now by the time uh i think i've seen about five of them now but i'm i'm i'm, I'm my weekend plans are to finish the rest of them. I'm excited to. Um, and like I said, it's a big role for Suki and a big opportunity for her. And it really melds her talents as both a musical artist and an actor. So um, check it out. Daisy Jones and the Six. See what all the buzz is about. Um, all right, guys, you know what to do. Review, rate, and subscribe to Happy, Sad, Confused. Spread the good word. Listen to us. Watch us on Spotify if you like. Watch us on YouTube. Give us a, a subscribe, a like on YouTube at youtube.com slash Josh Horowitz. And the final plug, go over to, to the Patreon if you want. Get get that discount code to, um, to Jody Comer. If you sign up at any level, there's a discount code there for all our live events. And, um, and check it out, patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. Okay, here is me in person. Always fun to chat with these folks in person. Caught up with Suki in New York City. Um, enjoy my chat with the one and only Suki Waterhouse. 
Vicky, welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's so nice to be here. You know what? I haven't really done that many. Po- I did my first podcast yesterday. <gasps> I did one yesterday. Okay, so, so you got the. And it was actually only twenty minutes long. It was very quick um, because I was late, and then and then she had to leave. So I'm I'm oh. uh, I'm very happy to be here. We're gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be laughter. There's gonna be tears. Emotional so. breakthroughs. I hope so I think so. Epiphanies. <laughs> I do feel. I feel like we've been circling each other because I know people in your orbit. I know Sam Claflin. I know Riley. I know Rob. So like, I feel like this is this has been a long time coming, and I'm so excited. At, it's at this moment now because the energy's out there. I mean, you're you're feeling the love right now, right, for oh. Daisy Jones? Oh my goodness. I mean, it, yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, we 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 just I just can't believe it's two days until. Until it finally comes out, it's been it's been three years in the making. There's feels like there's so much excitement around around the show, which yeah. is always a really nice thing when you feel like, yeah. you know, there's all that the effort is actually yeah they're yeah. ready to receive it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so like we 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 have no real history of ch- chatting. I do remember we chatted very briefly. It was probably a very memorable moment for you on the carpet for Insurgent, and it occurs to me that that was probably like your first, you know, like experience with some, a fan base like this is a much different kind of fan base obviously yeah. but do you remember like look obviously it was it was a small role in a different it kind of a very a thing. small role i basically fall fall off a building and die <laughs> very quickly but it was it, but you it nailed was, it you did it so well <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first movies i think i did like one yeah. Of, yeah probably one of the first ones my first movie actually you were mentioning sam yeah uh was, was with love sam, rosie right yeah, it was yeah. with sam claflin about 10 10 years ago now and lily collins that was that was the first movie that i ever did i remember um yeah i I went i went to a that was kind of how i got an agent and right right at the beginning so where was your headspace at in the love rosie days and insurgents like on a film set were you comfortable yet were you still kind of like oh no no way i was (laughs) no i was uh i think i was i was pretty i was quite reserved maybe not off camera but, uh, <laughs> but but once the camera turned on, but, deer in the headlights. Yeah, oh my god! Reserved. <laughs> no, but uh, but but I think yeah. No, I was actually I was very much just in the space of of just watching yeah. watching all the actors around me. I, I remember being being you know I hadn't been on a film set before, so watching watching Sam and Lily uh, act together and just kind of under yeah being like looking around and seeing how yeah. kind of watching how everyone behaves on a film set and right. like the right the right things to do and and the wrong things to do um uh, yeah. what are the wrong things to do well actually yeah no i remember there, there were other spontaneous things. screaming and crying and just <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, just kind of like I, I think I actually had I had had very good examples in in um in Sam and Lily, yeah, both A star, right. you know, <laughs> um they were yeah they were just they were they were incredibly kind to everybody and and professional and also you know also really fun. This helps. So, this helps. Yes. It's, it's, it's a job, but if we're not having fun, what's the point? Yeah. And it does seem like look again. I've talked to a lot of different casts over the years, and it's always like we're a family. Blah blah blah. We're a family. Blah. Oh, we love each other so much. I detect it's all authenticity in it's this lies. one. <laughs> Wait, why is she alone now? What happened? <laughs> we're like all like we're all like friends, and then afterwards we're just like, oh, uh, who? Yeah, the camera turns off. <laughs> yeah, in separate ways. No, I mean it, it truly seems like you guys like for a variety of reasons for the the length of time, the on off probably start schedule, the nature of the project. I mean, has this felt like a, a very unique kind of bonding exercise? And, and when did you realize it was going to be that kind of sort, that sort of experience, you think? 
I mean, this project was quite unique in the way that when we were auditioning, there was actually like this, I remember when I got the part, I was so excited, but there was also this, there was this massive amount of pressure that they put on us uh, and, and very much let us know that it was incredibly serious about how much music that we needed to do yeah. and how much rehearsal we needed to do, which, which really like doesn't happen that much anymore. I feel like, like back in the 70s or back in the day, like sometimes people would rehearse for like a year right? because it would be like a studio movie, like you're on a contract and like this is what you're doing for, for a long amount of time. But, you know, now usually you don't get that much rehearsal time, like maybe, maybe two weeks. And actually, we didn't have any rehearsal time for the acting part because the music part was so huge. And then suddenly we were like, oh, my goodness, we start actually shooting in two weeks. And everyone yeah. was like, oh, my God. You know, it was actually we were a little bit overwhelmed by that. But the, the part for the music was was huge. And yeah. we knew that that was going to be, um, you know, like three, three hours a day at Sound City Studios um, for months. And then and then it ended up being, a, we ended up doubling that and doing it again because we had this big break in the middle for the, for the pandemic. So we did like six months in, in total going every single day. Crazy. Um, so, so I think I knew when that, you know, when, when we kind of understood the vastness of that, you understood that you were going to be hanging out with everyone a lot and also just, just being really bad together. I was going to say, you all probably feel like you're out on a limb. Like obviously you have yeah. musical chops, you have experience and, and there are varying degrees in that cast. But like, you know, for Riley to finally like kind of like embrace that side of her and, and some of the cast members like, wait, like I'm, I could look like an idiot if this doesn't oh, work. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that was basically all of it. We were all very comfortable feeling like idiots, to be honest. <laughs> you got to work through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that. that was really where all the fun, the fun part came in. And actually, Riley's amazing because she doesn't. She, she like she didn't come in with anything like oh I should be like amazing right she but she she was like right. but you know she come <laughs> she came in with such a she came in with such a goofy like carefree uh, humorous attitude which is one of the things yeah. I just really love about her she's just like she's always up for being silly and 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 kind of and just very much herself and she's never apologetic but. But she did come in and it was like, oh, yeah, you can you can really sing like you can really <laughs> we don't have sing. to worry about that part. Yeah. yeah, you can really sing. And also and also just like, you know, I think when you're portraying a rock star, it's all about like how you style, like the kind of like what's your style of rock star. And mm -hmm. she just had it in bucket loads from the start. Is there have you found that lines have bored and <laughs> gone through this over the, the last few years with the cast and the characters? Like, do you all play? roles within within the dynamic does that dynamic mirror at all what was on screen definitely definitely 100 percent. i mean warren who plays the uh the drummer like sebastian you know mm -hmm. he, sebastian like very we, we were all very involved like sebastian was like you know i don't want to be wearing a shirt most of the time like even if it's <laughs> freezing cold but uh but you know that they're, they're the not that that's kind of he, he, he does wear clothes <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like your quirk like you know i'm just not gonna wear yeah. shirts anymore but no, there, there, there definitely is, actually. I think Cammy, who plays Camilla, they have a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, a kind of innocence and a, and a kind of... I think Cammy, Cammy had this like huge undertaking to be someone like very bright and just like, you know, you fall in love with her and you just adore her. And she, she has that kind of like that innocence and also tenacity right. um, in real life, too. And I think actually, it's interesting, I think we... I think we can safely say, especially as we've kind of grown up with these characters over the last three years, like I definitely feel like they bled into our lives and, and they also taught us a lot. Cammy talks about that too, about kind of understanding that life is, life is um, more 
like more gray than than black and white you know yeah. she has this huge arc in her thing and i think for me i was playing um a woman who is very much a musician and is incredibly passionate about her hopes and dreams and and uh and, and creating the life that she wanted wants to build and and i think karen bled into my life very much actually like i think i i don't know i don't know if i would have I don't know if I would have had the guts to finally make my record like outside of sure. outside of the project if, if it hadn't have been for her. Well, I'm curious about like the line between performing in a project and acting in character while performing in a project. Right. Because like it's tough. Yeah, there's a there's a whole nother layer to <laughs> well, worry yeah. about. It's like, wait, I, I can't just worry about the music, playing the keyboard, doing whatever. Mm-hmm. I actually have to be. Karen while I'm doing this well that's why they wanted us they, I think that's why they wanted us to rehearse so much I yeah. think like I think that they didn't want it to be that annoying thing where you can tell that people aren't really playing right um and they want they really really I mean even you know even if I don't know if you if you really if you watch the show that you're going to know that we're doing every single thing even though we were and we spent so long doing it but uh, I don't think you necessarily know that but I think it was important for them to for, for us to spend that much time together and actually that was I think I think the fact that we knew the music so well actually allowed us to be completely free when we were acting yeah um and you know there, there are scenes in, in Daisy Jones where Riley and Sam's chemistry is so intense and and that you know everything's falling apart and I would kind of be you know, so taken by that, but, but just behind the keyboards watching it, that um, <laughs> that, that if I didn't know the the music really well, then that it, you know, even that was it was very distracting. Kind of, you're thinking, are we going to get through the show? Are they going to? Uh, <laughs> is someone going to storm off? Like you're kind of right. waiting for the you, you feel all this intensity actually, which is yeah, part part of like their the very intense chemistry that they have. Um, but yeah, thank thank God we thank God we knew the instruments well before before we went into that. I want to talk to you guys about performance apparel and our sponsor this week, Viore. Because guys, I have become so sick and tired of the traditional old workout gear. It's not comfortable. It's not functional. It doesn't look good. That's where Viore comes into play. Everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't look or feel like it. It's so comfortable. It's probably... I guarantee, actually, it's more comfortable than whatever you're wearing right now. Plus, it's versatile. It works with any activity, running, training, swimming, yoga, whatever you do, Viore works for you. And Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint. I love that about this company. They are also reducing and offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 and beyond. They're utilizing better sustainable materials for their products, empowering your best active life. And again, guys, it's versatile. It's comfortable. It's designed to look great in your everyday life. Yes, outside the gym, this stuff looks amazing on you. So get in on it right now. This is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, Viore is offering 20% off your first purchase. That's right. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash HSC. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash HSC. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to Viore.com slash HSC and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.
I'm curious, like now at this stage where it's like it's starting to come out and people are starting to receive it, and like you're feeling the fan base, you're feeling kind of like the obsessive excitement about it. Is this where the like the pressure, quote unquote, pressure kicks in, where like you start to think about that? Because I would imagine when you're in production, you have enough to worry about that you're not going to worry about like pleasing the fans. You have to just honor the material and the director and the writers. Um, does it feel like now? I don't know. Is there a different level of just like anxiety or excitement now that the fans are getting a chance to see what you've done? Yeah, I mean, of course, of course. I mean, I think from the beginning there was, you know, there was a little bit of that at the beginning, but then you start shooting the show, and you kind of you kind of forget about it. I mean, you have this amazing material, you have this story, um, and of you know, of course, you want to make the fans proud with 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 your depiction of the character, but you also you also have to kind of like throw it all away and bring bring your whole self to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's 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 a couple of things that even even this week, you know, just just like little surprises, like Karen's British in the show, and like you know little right, things right, right. that little things that people people didn't realize. But you know, this book this book has lived in people's hearts so much, and it's lived in our hearts for like the last three years. So. Like yeah, you start you definitely start getting a little bit more more nervous that you know when when it starts it kind of like and the countdown to yeah to Friday when it comes out you you just yeah you just you know you you know you know that you guys did did everything that you could and you just hope that the fans love it as much as you do. Have you had that on the other side of it? I mean, we all do. Like, have you like loved a book, loved a property, and then been like? I hope they don't screw it up. Like, what, what, what is that for you? What is the Daisy Jones and the Six for you that in your life you've been obsessed with and excited to see interpreted? Oh, um, I can't think of a book actually right now that I've. Uh, what, what are some? What are some good ones? That oh I can, my god! That, I'm trying to think of what we've. Uh, what's been a book, and then, I mean, actually, and hmm, I don't want to say insurgent. <laughs> The divergent conversation is a whole nother Wait, conversation. Uh, I can't even think right now of what book. Well, that's okay. I mean, just more broadly speaking, yeah. what were you into as a kid? Like, what was, like, were you... I was really into those Alex Pettifer movies. Oh, really? Do you remember? Yeah, what, what, sure. Uh, that, that was a book, actually. Yes, that it was. went into a movie, and I loved the movies. Okay. But I really loved the books. Okay. But Alex Pettifer, like, he definitely, in when I was, like, 13, that definitely um, translated for me. Got it. I was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that worked. That made Shack. me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> What's, okay, what? I'm trying to remember what those books were called. Um, uh, who they were by. Uh, I know, they I know. Was, it was so good. Wasn't it Alex... Was it a, that's not the Alex Ryder series, was it? No, I'm that's not something. Sure. I remember I really loved Mallory Blackman as well as oh, a I kid. Don't know. Okay. Uh, a book called Noughts and Crosses. Okay. That was something I was really into. Were you into at all fantasy at all? Were you a Harry Potter kid? Oh, were I was a, definitely a Harry Potter kid. Were you? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was also. I remember. I remember uh, when when you were English and like twelve or thirteen, or actually like eleven. If you were an English kid in school, that the search they came everywhere. Right. They came everywhere looking for Hermione for Harry. Like that, no one was safe. Like you were gonna. There, there was Wait, literally just like Harry Potter scouts in like your netball class, like your every <laughs> single drama group that you were part of. Everybody. everybody. Were you age appropriate? I'm trying to do the math now. Could you? I have kind been? of was age appropriate actually. I was never obviously. I I don't even yeah. But the, you didn't but, get it, get it, the audition. You didn't get the. Talent. 
Pound Scout? I didn't get I didn't get the audition. I feel like the the Harry Potter Scouts like probably had the yearbooks. Like they I, they had everything. They they knew where to look. But there was definitely <laughs> there were definitely people. Yeah, there were definitely people around searching. It was it was everywhere. So I think um, I remember me and yeah I remember me and my best friend going to see the the movie when we were like eleven and and being Aww. like you know we were kind of like let's see who this Hermione is you know? <laughs> and then we were like okay yeah she yeah she she does she, she fits never did the like dress out as Hermione for Halloween daydream about Hermione I don't think I I don't think I uh I don't think I dressed as Hermione for Halloween but yeah I think I was I was a similar age to um to to kind of like the 11 year olds at the time when it came out amazing and uh and and actually yeah i remember i remember i was yeah it was huge huge harry potter yeah i would imagine if you're 11 in in especially where you grew up and you weren't into harry potter that's like the ultimate rebellion that's like whoa that kid yeah what's up with that kid (laughs) that was like a way that all of us were reading in a way that we never had before there's ginormous books yeah there is no i i D- can't think of when I read a book last that's that like is that 700 big. pages yeah <laughs> like, amazing I know I mean, it's an incredible <laughs> thing for like li- like our literary skills <laughs> all right so, so let's talk a little bit about, about background in terms of like the trajectory of the career so like from what I gather talent scattered at about like 16 and that's when the modeling start started to happen I, think I was a bit younger actually I think I was about 14 oh wow uh, yeah, okay. uh, no yeah, yeah no no sorry sorry uh I think I was uh, about 15 so yeah. what's your attitude back then? What's the family's attitude about it? Is it like, oh, this will be fun. Let's see where this goes. Is this a real thing? Is this a career? Is it just another, like, what, what was it at the time to you? I don't think my family were that, uh, I, I think I'd actually, pro- I think I was quite an angry teenager and quite difficult. Um, and uh, I was kind of, I was, I was, I think I struggled in secondary school quite a lot to yeah. like find, I, I wasn't really, I didn't really feel like I had. You hadn't a, found your group. I didn't your really niche, have a place. Your, yeah. yeah, and and actually, I'd sort of. I think probably like what propelled me into it was like, yeah, I, I, I'd had like a sort of like falling out at school with the with a girl that kind of I really was holding a grudge. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Where's <laughs> she is now? Like I'm really going back. Yeah. Into, like, you really you want to name her? You want to call her out? of why, like how I. <laughs> How I started that, how what I started my you? career. Everything's a revenge. Everything's it just a revenge. It all goes back to high school. It, it all or... goes back to high school. Um, but it, no, but it made me, it, yeah, I think that, like, I, I, I guess I kind of had a, um, uh, I, I kind of wanted out of, of like, I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, I just love being in high school. Yeah. I can't wait to go to university. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, it was, I lived on, I lived in Chiswick. Um, and it's kind of on the it's like slight suburbs of London, still, right. still in London, can still get there in like half an hour on the bus. Got it. Um, but I was dreaming of more. <laughs> <laughs> and you found more. So yeah. and, and then and what, when you think back to those first years, were they, I mean, is it a trip to They think weren't about? particularly successful. They weren't, actually. No, at not at all. Oh. No, 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 no. And it wasn't, it wasn't like I walked out the door and it was suddenly like, da-da. <laughs> 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 um, no, I remember, yeah, I got, I, I kind of got, um, I got scouted and then that, it was, yeah, that it, it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, yeah, it was, it was actually, it was actually kind of difficult those first few years. Like, I mean, the difference of, say, like when I, kind of do a branding thing now or like a modeling thing to to like kind of back then it's actually been really fascinating to to see like the changes over over like 10 15 years like yeah you know and, and actually experience what it's like to just be to be like completely like you know a, a 16 year old doing it 
in a time where like nobody really gave a shit about you whatsoever or like what yeah. you had to say or anything like you were, yeah you must it you must know. be such a trip to think back because things have changed so quickly they've changed so much yeah and i mean look it's not all perfect obviously but like but to think about any 15 16 year old particularly a young woman and you're in a way, kind of the most powerful person on that set. Like, I mean, they need you. It's about you. Oh, you're not the most powerful person on that set. No. Well, that, I guess that's what I'm saying is like, you don't realize your own agency and voice and they don't value you, you in a way. You also don't really have one because it's, yeah. you know, if you did have a, if you if you did have something to say, like I remember, I mean, modeling is an incredibly un, um, it's an ununionized industry. Right. So it's not, it's like if you're an actor and something, something goes wrong or there's something, you know, even if, even if they're working you too long or whatever, I've never done this, but yeah. <laughs> you can call SAG and, and then, and you know, do, right. do something or if, you know, you have an accident or anything like that, that just doesn't exist in modeling. Like yeah. it's no rules. It feels no, no, like no, no, it's no. like, there's, there's no rules. There's no rules about getting getting paid there's no rules uh there's no kind of like safety measures in place like it's really and and if you did ever have an issue with anything like actually it was incredibly like like you don't want to do it there's someone right behind you right. i mean there's so many there's there's so many girls so if you caused any problems like you just be you just be out so it was it, yeah like to watch to watch kind of like the agency that i hope uh younger women in that industry hopefully have more of i wouldn't say completely because it still is ununionized and difficult but um but but it's been very fascinating to watch that over, over the over the first few years but yeah there's a bit to go to go back i guess like the yeah that that those times were um were exciting and um and also you know just like a yeah a ton of castings you'd have an a to z you'd have i'm not the tallest girl in the world so i would have ginormous uh i would always have yeah try and have a, like a long trouser and ginormous right. um ginormous heels and i'd always be like you know kind of hiding from the agency because um you know they'd be like coming at me with a tape measure or trying to measure my thighs and tell me to lose weight you know it's all that kind of stuff that you that you that you, that imagine. you would expect yes. unfortunately yeah. yeah yeah but it was also you know it also um it also kind of got me it, it got it got me it got me working and that was like such a that was such an exciting thing and like like I, it got me um i didn't have to go to i didn't have to go to college so. <laughs> got out of that one <laughs> miss other yeah. young women that tortured you like your friend in high school yeah. Um, <laughs> well yeah i kind of i kind of stopped and then and then actually that uh, and then yeah and then it, it kind of at about 2021 20, i i i uh i got a, a a burberry contract which was um and that was a turning point yeah that, that was, was a turning point and that happened in quite a strange way i was actually like I think I was, I think I was in the gym or something, and the creative director saw me in the gym. And, and and one thing that was quite cool about back then is you didn't have like Instagram, you didn't have a number over your head, right? Um, right. So it was kind of it was kind of like more about, um, uh, yeah, it was more kind of like a, sort of like a, a, a friendship or like a, right. you know, like I kind of I think I think we like had a great chat and enjoyed each other, and I came in and. And it was kind of about, it was quite a lot to do with like energy and yeah. especially that kind of Christopher Bailey uh, era um, at when he was at Burberry. So that was, yeah, that was like a, 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 like a first kind of bigger moment for me. Is it just me or in this time of year is everybody talking about making these giant changes to their lives as if we're all going to just change overnight into a different person? For me, it's not about the giant change. It's about the small stuff and the small stuff that can impact your day to day. And for me, that's where earbuds come in. 
That's where Raycon, our sponsor, comes into play because with Raycon, you're getting premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. They give you everything you want, at least I want, in an earbud. They have crystal clear call quality, and you need that. I need that. I don't want my phone you know, calls breaking up while I'm talking or running. They are water and sweat resistant because, guys, I sweat when I run. They give you eight hours of playtime for everyday earbuds or 11 hours for the everyday speaker. So you're going to get the maximum amount of time with your device without having to recharge it constantly. Plus, they look, look great, they feel great, they sound great. They are everything you guys need and want in an earbud. Are you ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com HSC today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com HSC to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash HSC. You know, we talked about some of the early acting gigs. Did you feel like, I mean, how long has it taken you to kind of feel confident in your own skin acting? Like, I mean, because this is a turning point. This, this kind of role in this kind of a project with this company of actors, this must feel like a transitional point to you, does it? Yeah, I mean, I'm always, you know, I'm... I, I didn't have, I, I, did, I did a lot of theater when I was younger and um, a lot of like, you know, like tra training on the weekends and, and, I, and I've been to a lot of classes and involved myself in workshops and all that kind of stuff. But I don't have the, I don't have the, you know, years in drama school that, right. that uh, and you know, so, and some people don't, I mean, so, yeah, so, I mean, so, so many of my There's no right actors, way to do it. Yeah. yeah, there, yeah. There's also, there's also definitely a world where I see like, I, I think sometimes that can kind of mess you up quite a lot as well. Yes. Um, but, uh, but I'm, yeah, I guess like ever, everything that I've learned really is from watching people on set. I mean, always just kind of <laughs> like, I, I've been really, really lucky to yeah. work with incredible actors. I mean, like the, the first, the first, um, the first like main, you know, kind of like my, like the first movie where I like led the movie, the bad batch with Lily Amirpour, I got to be around, you know, Keanu Reeves know. and Jim Carrey and, Jason Momoa, like shirtless on a motorbike, but that's that's separate. <laughs> that's a long um, story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean that's that's always that's always been a place where 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 I've where I've learned to feel comfortable actually. Well, because it's it's a twofold thing, right? Because it's like proving to yourself and proving to others, mm -hmm. and that's that can be equally challenging in a way to like feel like because you know there still is I'm sure the stigma of someone that comes from another field and then. Seemingly, yeah. it's like that stuff is never going to go away. But you know what? That, like, don't don't we all feel like that in some yeah. way? Like, we all have kind of like another. We all have some kind of hoop that we're all trying to yeah. jump through. I kind of enjoy that, to be honest. No, it gives you something to keeps you motivated. Like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. Fuck you! I've got the yeah, goods. I'll exactly. show you what I can I, do. I, I think I think every <laughs> I think every actor. I mean, even I know from you know I know from. Uh, kind of like personal you know friendships or relationships sure. or whatever i know i know that it doesn't um that doesn't really go away for anybody yeah you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it no, doesn't no matter, matter how <laughs> oh no i mean yeah. uh, this constantly comes up like the imposter syndrome conversation is mm -hmm. always there with everybody with the best human beings on the planet and it and like you said it, it's the 
it's kind of the internal driving force, I think, yeah. for a lot of people. I mean, my dad is a my dad's a surgeon, and and I remember when I was really struggling with imposter syndrome. For, I mean, like I'm, I, there's there's that deep fear in all of us, yeah. right? There's like that that thing. Um, but I remember talking to my dad about it, and he was like, he's a surgeon, and he was like. I still feel like his, his parents had a fish and chip shop and he grew up, um, he grew up in the, you know, outside of London and he never, you know, it was beyond, beyond his wildest dreams. Right. No one gone to university, no one, you know, the, the idea that he would become, become a surgeon who, you know, cuts people open all day and does these, these insane operations yeah. and reconstructs people's faces. And he said, you know, I still feel like somebody's just going to come and tap me on the shoulder and be like, what the f- are you yeah, doing? Yeah. You should be working at a fish and chip shop, yeah. not cutting my <laughs> yeah, yeah, child's yeah. And I was like, oh, open. that's so interesting because you've been, you, you've studied, you, yeah, you, you did literally have you did studied it. for this for 10 years and and you're considered like one of the best yeah. at this job and you still have that feeling. Um, just, yeah, that was, it was kind of remarkable when you think of that. And I think that, that's kind of, um, I think that that's kind of helped me as I've, you know, grown up and met so many people and, uh, like, you know, you, you meet so many people that you appreciate and admire too and you just realize that everybody's oh, all walking around. Yeah. Everybody's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> we're all, it's all the facade. <laughs> Inside, we're all dying. We're all feeling like we shouldn't be here. Um, how are you in auditions? Do you enjoy them on a masochistic level? Do you, have you figured out the way to feel comfortable in them? When I say an audition, like... You, I really miss going in the room. Because, you know, it's changed. Oh, right. Now it's all Zoom or, well, or, or it's putting yourself be, on tape. Yeah, now it. it's yeah. a lot of tapes. And, yeah. and, um, and I miss going in the room because that, that, that kind of anticipation and only being allowed to do it once or twice. Right. And then when you tape, oh, you just drive yourself absolutely insane. <laughs> like, try it again. Drive yourself absolutely <laughs> insane. I mean, there, yeah, there have been jobs that I've tried to, to, to book that I have booked or I haven't booked, but I've, if I'm given the chance to do a tape, it will just spiral out of control I'm because sure. I will just be me with like a camcorder and a tripod. <laughs> I remember one time there was a movie I really wanted to get in New York and it was kind of Thanksgiving time. And I would just, I was just going to anybody, anybody that I knew that could help me that could maybe add something different or give me a different kind of critique just for like a whole week. I posted up here and, um, and didn't leave until I felt like I had something and I did get the part. Um, but, but it was, yeah, I don't, I think I sent, I think I sent in like 10 different versions. <laughs> it's like a different wig in every just one. Different You're lighting. Like <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, can you look younger? And I'm just like in target trying to, you know, just, just driving myself absolutely, absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, I no, Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, um, yeah, I don't know if I've, yeah, I don't know if I feel like I've, I've managed to feel like, oh yeah, you know, I've, I've nailed that every time. It's like it's so distressing when you, you know, when you're just watching yourself back and you have, you, you, yeah, you're watching yourself back act and you, yeah. and you just, um, you have to get as close as you possibly can to feeling like that you've, you've captured some kind of essence of the character and bought your whole self into it. Easy. Super easy. Easy, right? Um, how many superhero auditions have you subjected yourself to? to every, every actor has to do it now. Um, I think I did one. Does the, the Ryan Reynolds movies with, um, uh, Black, uh, what's it called? Deadpool? Deadpool. Yeah. Was that a superhero yeah, movie? Yeah. I remember doing that. I did a couple of Oh, did you do like that. the domino part? Like, uh, or yeah, I yes. think I did domino. And actually I had a bit of a, I remember I remember I went back for a callback for that. 
and I bought a um, fake gun with me <laughs> because I had to put it up to someone's head. And then um, my bag got searched on the on the lot um, of the studio, oh, no. and they took it away. <laughs> You're like, I'm Which here really for Deadpool. Threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so besides that, did the audition go well? Did you feel like you you actually were? I think I think that I think that yeah I think I think it went I think it went pretty good I didn't get the role though so but you know what it's always whenever you get a callback and you can go in and go in and be in the room and even you know I always think like uh, my sister's an actor too and and uh, she 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 just been she's just done this Apple show which is going to be great I oh, think nice. and and a, an amazing amazing um, role for her but she kept the last the year before that she just kept getting nearly there nearly there right. nearly booking and I, and I was saying to her you know that is that's just unbelievable in itself if you're almost there or yeah. if you get the call back then you, you're it's, it's you're coming doing as much it's as you coming. possibly can and yeah, so yeah. much of it is out of your control for they, who knows what the criteria exactly. is and who the other actor is they want you to play against. it's the exactly it's it's it, that, it's always difficult when someone says like what you know what do you want to do next what's the dream role and it's like we're at the mercy of so many things. Yeah. There are like three <laughs> actors that can determine their like. Path. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. No Leonardo one DiCaprio. Leonardo Tom DiCaprio Cruise. gets offered every single thing and has done for the last twenty years. There's no one else. I think Christian Bale's talked about that recently. There's yeah. no role that he doesn't get offered. He just has like a stack of scripts, and he's like, hmm, maybe I'll. No, I mean, I talk yeah. to actors about this all the time. It's like he figured it out. Yeah. He locked it. Not not luck. I mean, look, obviously, he's insanely talented, but he is like, he doesn't have to do a superhero movie. He just works with Scorsese and the best filmmaker, and he's like, yeah. "Good." Yeah, it's pretty much only Scorsese. It's like, I that, mean, that's, that's a good just, rule of thumb. Yeah. If I was Leo, I would do that too. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess what, there's 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 that, and then there's 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 booking something or being offered something, and then there's um, yeah, kind of like determining whether or not it's right for you. Um, but but a lot of the time it's like it's some kind of like magical yeah. magical magic trick that happens where you're like, oh, I really want to do this and they want me <gasps> and then it's the other element of like oh wait then it actually has to be a good thing and like everything has to click and it has mm -hmm. to get a good release pattern and what it's like so much is like uh, you know you can only control so yeah, much yeah i mean like acting is really like it's your yeah there's so there's so much out of your control yeah it's very different to music and and that you know is that part of why music has become also mm -hmm. like a, i really appreciate both things to yeah. be honest because i think yeah getting getting hired to be an actor is you're, you're part of such a huge, um, like you're part of such a huge group of people. You're four high. You're a, you're a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And, and it's beautiful when that's working and, and that's the collaborative, beautiful, by the like, way, there's nothing, yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That is, that can be, that's some of the most rewarding moments I've ever had in my life. Like being part of, yeah. being part of the cast and the crew and, and just like the magic of making it, making it all happen. But yeah, mu music is something that you can, you know, that you can go and, work on and 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 make instantly you don't have to yeah. wait you don't have to wait for anyone to put uh, up the money get the place get, well make it all happen that, uh, yeah you need a studio you space do, you, you need do. a little something yeah, yeah. you need you need some you need some if you want to put out uh that's fair you know put out a record or or go on tour but but that's uh but that's basically i mean the yeah the record industry is insane i'm learning and and there is no money it's just you spending money so oh no <laughs> <laughs> um wait before we get off the superhero topic yeah. Rob did rat you out. Is it true that you cried watching the Batman? He said... I did, I did, of course. Is, is that just because you were feeling empathy for his suffering in the costume? Yeah, I think was it was... <laughs> the, no, no, no. I think it was the scene at the end of... Um, 
It was the scene where he's helping a. Uh, the, actually, the extra was uh, this woman that played the. Do you remember? She's in the being, water, like at the, yeah, uh, the end. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. really amazing uh, role with, with a, a part where actually she was she was an extra, but she just st- steals the scene and is yeah. incredible. And there was yeah, I was watching that scene with them together. Um, and the, the music's yeah. kicking. And in I also the, just yeah. thought he was, you know, I was just kind of blown away. Now, do you, uh, uh, maybe there were tears of happiness when when you're with someone for months and months and months and, uh, and they're, they, like, they're coming yeah. home with like black makeup pulled down them every day and like <laughs> kind of you know they're just like ah and and you're just you're just like yeah maybe tears of joy being like the movie's good <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> do you run lines with each other for each other's roles like did you, have you played Commissioner Gordon and Catwoman to help Rob out I don't know if I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> there's an alternate yeah, version helps. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, of course, like you're trying to learn lines the night before you go. Uh, yeah. Everyone gets. Everyone gets. Uh, you know, you have to run lines a lot. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he he. he uh, I, I I love it when he helps me actually. Um, so okay, back to Daisy Jones as we kind of come full circle. There's all this talk and and hope I feel like from the fans, and like, I don't know how much this is real. Like, do you imagine you guys actually performing for the public, like doing some kind of like mini tour? Is that feasible? Is it possible? I really think it is feasible, and it was and it was potentially going to happen. Um, and then I think there's that. Yeah, I think I think it's um, it's been difficult to make happen. Uh, just yeah. kind of everyone's like lives and things going on in their lives um and uh and and then i guess like scheduling scheduling us all back i mean we had we 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 were like oh you know we i think will uh will who plays graham in the show this was his first job and then since then he's just been booked and busy he's doing (laughs) it he's doing a play right now like straight out of college just just booked everything and is working he's just unbelievable um but but i think that is i think there is a world where this could happen I mean, we. I, I think. I think we. Des- we. We owe it to ourselves to actually do a live how, performance. Yeah. Um, and we how might unique need to an br- experience. We might need to brush up a little bit. Nah, you'll- <laughs> you, we might need to brush up. It's like those songs were so in my head. Like, like the 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 piano parts are like ingrained into the deepest part of my soul. Um, but uh, yeah, we might need a little brushing up. But okay. I feel like. I feel like yes. Is- I feel like we have to. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college was not exactly a high point in our academic careers. I know it wasn't for me. I tried Italian, I tried French, and none of it stuck. But now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. I'm doing Italian because I love to travel and I love going to Italy and I want to engage the culture in a little bit of a more profound and meaningful way. And yeah, I want to be able to order better in Italian restaurants, okay? Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new lesson and language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Plus, you can choose from over 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. They've got lessons that you can access, podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional 
three months for free, guys. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code HSC. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code HSC. Is this a karaoke group? Is it is it unfair when like you're a professional mm-hmm. and you karaoke as well? Like, do you feel like I I feel like I've never karaoke. It's just not in my bones. But I feel like if I saw you, a professional or someone at the karaoke place, I'd be like, well, that's not fair. That's not cool. They should they should let uh, the amateurs do it. <laughs> I uh, I I um. Well, you, are we going to karaoke these songs? Do you mean well, just generally speaking? I hope so. Are you a karaoke? Kind Am I a of karaoke group? person? Yeah, are you a karaoke person? I am a karaoke person, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm like a, an, an Alanis Morissette kind of karaoke person, uh, like a Cranberries karaoke person. <laughs> I'm definitely. I haven't been. I haven't been karaokeing very much. I hope these songs will make their way into the karaoke. The sphere. canon of karaoke. A hundred percent. That would, uh, that's really <laughs> that's like the, the goal. ultimate goal yes. is the ultimate goal. If we can get, if we can get this Aurora album and yeah, if people love it enough to karaoke, then we've made it. Have you, uh, to, have you had one surreal karaoke experience in your life that you can cite? I'm sure you have karaoke with some interesting folks. Have you been in a room with someone and been like, I can't believe I haven't karaokeed with I can't I can't think of a karaoke one but I have played like I have been to some pretty wild like game nights oh really yeah like a like a game night you know like a where you have to like wink and kill people yeah, but yeah. with like <laughs> with like Al Pacino and Quentin Tarantino and like but that'd be crazy like I, I can't even go on like that yeah. kind of stuff where you're just like oh this is wild right. and so competitive. <laughs> and like, <laughs> who was the most competitive? Who got into it the most? Um, it was, uh, I think Penelope and Javier were like screaming at each other one point. She's like, I don't believe you if you're not my husband, if you're the killer. Like, just like really, really intense. And you're like, oh my God, she's going to actually kill him if, yeah. if, if, if he is the killer. But he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Just spoiler yeah. 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 You're like, am I tripping? What's happening? What's, <laughs> is this real? <laughs> Are you actually in the room with me? Yeah. So, so going forward, you're going to do the press tour. You're going to finish this. Does this give you like a new kind of like, I don't know, do you feel like you're, you've leveled up? Like now, like the next time you're on a film set, it's like, yeah, I, I kind of like, I've, 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 I've checked something off the, the bucket list and I can now kind of bring more of myself to a role. I mean, I think I learned so much from, from yeah. doing this, this role and working, working with everybody for so long. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I feel like I, I would have leveled up. I'm always very, I'm always very, uh, I think I know, I think I know, um, I know myself well enough to be like anything that you do next, I'll be equally as terrified. And hopefully a little bit, you know, hopefully every project that you do, um, you take something away from it and you become more confident yeah. next time that you're on set. Do you watch a lot, TV and film? Like, do you consume a lot? I do, yeah. Okay, so yeah. give me a little bit of like, what's... what's. I mean, I'm obsessed with Succession. That's just like, I just, I'm obsessed with The White Lotus. Like, that's really like... That that's really season like one or season kind of two. Both. You, no, they're both. Great. I really thought they were both great. Yeah, like they, they were both like the the fact that they managed to uh, that Mike White managed to make two incredible seasons. It's yeah. just like, how how did he do that? He just went on holiday and made another amazing episode. Uh, He's like, cracked the code. He a really great has. place to go to with an amazing yeah. new ensemble each time. Yeah, Megan Faye. Oh, obsessed. I'm just obsessed with all of them. What are uh, three films you've seen more than any other in your life? If I, the three films that define Suki Waterhouse. Um, I have seen, 
I've probably seen quite a few Dane Cook movies. That's so, isn't that weird? I was watching one the other. Have you seen My Best Friend's Girl? Yes, I think I, I weirdly have. have seen that movie so many times. Wow. It's so dated. Not recently, not like I the last year. I was watching it. Yeah, I was watching it quite recently. What? Yeah, yeah. They're so dated. They're so dated, and everything's so off. Like from from what we're used to now, that it kind yeah. of feels like you're in like a different vortex. I did not um, have you pegged as a Dane Cook super what fan. What did I watch? I was watching. Um, no. He doesn't really get enough credit, though. He, mm-hmm. he actually was kind of ahead of his time. He was in a lot of respects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was. He wasn't even like, huge on so MySpace random. and like. This is so random. <laughs> okay. Um, All the Dane Cook work. Uh, I I think I've watched every Francis McDormand movie. I was watching one recently. My my uh, uh, friends with money. Have oh yeah, that's a good that? Nicole Hoff Center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just any Julia Roberts movie, I've watched all of them. There's not one that I haven't watched. I'm obsessed. My best friend's wedding, not yeah. kill the classics. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 not saying that facetiously. <laughs> I just love. I do, yeah. I, lo- I I just I don't know if I'm ever if I'm ever like feeling nervous about like a scene the next day that I have to shoot I'll just watch a Julia Roberts movie and just and then try and emulate her what would Julia do and then everyone's like that was good and I'm like thanks really give the credit to Julia (laughs) (laughs) I gave it a little I gave it level six Julia if you just so you know I'll just watch her and just imagine what it's like to be her and um yeah it's worked for me multiple times do you find that quotes work their way into your vernacular movie quotes tv quotes like if you are you quoting Dane Cook in your day-to-day life? No, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. If I, if another, I want to stay uncancelled and unproblematic, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I do not know. Classic Cook from Suki. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I wa- yeah, I think the stuff that I end up watching at home is sometimes like, I like putting on like, I, I, almost, I almost like like putting on movies that like aren't necessarily like, good right you know i got you and that that's like and <laughs> you like have to be in the right frame of mind to yeah be in like, i'm gonna time, watch a serious important i mean but movie. then there is there are the serious moments like watching tar was very serious like we had to really like you know we went very serious for watching tar and i just <laughs> i was just i, I love that i just i love that movie yeah there's when when kate blanchett when you're watching kate blanchett you have to you have to really you have to like, give her the time yeah you have to be very effort. serious it's just like oh my goodness the queen of the universe you know <laughs> she is she's on another level she's on another level level yeah totally um all right we did it we cracked uh open the mind of sookie waterhouse oh by the way did we i don't know how 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 were the true blood years by the way was that a was that a nightmare when uh, there were the super cuts of sookie everywhere people still think i am sookie stackhouse like there's a lot of confusion (laughs) of whether or not i actually if if sookie waterhouse is a restaurant or (laughs) sounds like it'll be a great restaurant yeah it sounds like a great restaurant or if i am sookie sookie stackhouse and actually we do we look kind of weirdly similar so like you could right you know we're both like blonde and you (laughs) you could get us um mixed up so no um yeah it's been rough these years have you been persevered. Rough. Yeah, I persevered. <laughs> you got through it. The tough times are behind you. Daisy Jones and the Six is out. Uh, everybody should check it out. It's uh, really been a pleasure to get to know you. The show is fantastic, and I hope you, you get some rest. I mean, besides just the the TV show, you're also like touring a bit right now too. For, for well, yeah, own, pr- like, pr- kind of a lot. Yeah, it's a lot going yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, I just I just finished on the I just finished my first headline tour on the on the 11th, and then and then the next day I started started press. So somehow. Someone, someone must have uh, figured out that that was the right timing. Well, you, see, uh, <laughs> you seem remarkably coherent for someone that busy. Oh, well thank done. You. You're, you're masking it well. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, thanks for the time. Thank you so much. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. 
Remember to review, rate and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. Ha <laughs> ha